yeah, we're live, Chip. It's amazing when everything comes together. We have six technologies, ladies and gentlemen. This is Junk Miles Live, Facebook, Zoom, integration coming together. This technology, it takes two people to handle. Should we hire an, another producer maybe behind the scenes to do it? We should. Have we? No. No. That's, that's another thing, Chip. Corona uh, has has not allowed us to do, hire an expert producer. But I think we're doing okay. Oh, yeah. We're, we'll get there. We will get there at some point. Chip, this is Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. I am the Jeff part. Of course, you are the Chip I'm the part. other Jeff part. The other Jeff part. Junk Miles with Jeff and Jeff. Two doses of Jeff. No Chip. chip. No Chip tonight. Just uh, a long-haired Jeff, Jeff. That's I right. Have, I'm like a short-haired Jeff. You're a long-haired. You're the alternative Jeff. Yes. Yeah. I'm the straight-laced, like, I'm the, um, let me see. I'd be the, you're the Chandler to my Ross. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. I will take it. Yeah. Do you, do you have a debilitating Coke problem? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Yes, I do. First, let's introduce God's most perfect creation right there. Waga, waga, waga. I'm pointing to my dog. She's she's knocked out right now. But she's, And that's uh, Star, right? Not Shelby? That's, that's Star. That's Star. Uh, that's definitely Star. It, 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 star. Star makes it look like you can go cow tipping in your own house. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. she, she looks like a tipped cow. Yeah. Now, I'm very excited for tonight's show, Chip. We are going to discuss the majesty, the grandeur, everything great about going to live shows, about seeing live performances. Um, we're going to have so many great topics, everything from like the most you ever paid for a concert ticket, yes. the last show you saw, the next show you're looking forward to, great opening <laughs> bands that you didn't expect to be good. And they were your most beloved concert tea. We have so much, so many good topics. And it's not just us that are going to be talking about it. We have two special guests coming on and we want to hear from you, the audience as well. So definitely uh, comment in our Facebook live. The inspiration for this show, Chips, simply you, I tweeted something about Bell and Sebastian. You did. And we got a good chuckle out of that. Bell and Sebastian, you then texted me that what what special thing happened at a Bell and Sebastian concert that, that you wanted to tell me about? So you had tweeted something about getting in a fist fight at a Bell and Sebastian concert, I think. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. what I basically said, uh, I, I think I said something like, uh, I just watched the Bell and Sebastian documentary. I am so ready to fight right now. Yes. Right. Uh, so for those people who don't know, Bell and Sebastian is a lovely band from Scotland. I believe Scotland, right? And mm -hmm. indie band, folky, uh, nice little band mm -hmm. that's not the toughest of people would, would necessarily, the, the anti-Metallica, if you will. Yeah. Uh, great band. I really enjoy them. Me too. But you made a joke about fighting at a Bell and Sebastian, regarding Bell and Sebastian. And I actually got a text from my buddy Carl Bacuti, who you know, and mm -hmm. he said, Did, is he making fun of us? And uh, <laughs> did you, he's like, did you tell him about that? And uh, the reason is I almost, Carl and I almost got in a fist fight with a group <laughs> of gentlemen at a Bell and Sebastian concert a number of years ago. And it's difficult for me to listen to Bell and Sebastian anymore without getting angry at those guys. It was a bunch of just shitty hipsters who were just in a group of people who were just loudly talking behind us the entire time, just wouldn't oh. shut up. And they were just talking, talking, talking. They were just so loud and obnoxious. And I think we just threw them some dirty glances every once in a while. And at one point, Carl and I knew better not to get in a fist fight, especially at a Bell and Sebastian <laughs> show, because that's not a good story to tell. So we decided we're just going to move. And we just walked away. 
And like one of the shitty hipsters like said something to us like, oh, and like, you know, just and it was and it took everything in our being to not just and I'm not a tough guy and Carl's not the toughest guy. We, we could have laid these guys out so easily and because <laughs> it's a Bell and Sebastian show. We're not going to see, you know, Soundgarden. We it's 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 Bell and Sebastian. And uh, we just angrily walked away and just seethed for the entirety of the encore. I would just love to see you guys at a bar afterwards. You're just sweaty. You're bleeding. Maybe one of you, a stab wound, right? Yeah, yeah. And basically people are like, yo, you guys are right? like, yeah. And they're like, were you at the Bell and Sebastian show? You're like, yep. Yeah, got it handed to us. Yeah, it was. Yep. it's pretty obvious that, that mm. we got into a brawl at a Bell and Sebastian show. Yeah, yeah. Somebody ripped off my cardigan. It was nuts. <laughs> it was so, so nuts. But the... Uh, the documentary I saw was uh, about there, uh, one specific album. I forget the name of the album. Like, are you being sinister? Or if you're feeling sinister, a, great, great album. Yeah, great album. Great album. Um, and it's just a track by track. But they are just such a, a lovely band. A lovely they, Scottish band. They really band. are a lovely band. Just very poppy and nice. You would love them. I think that's probably their best album is If You're Feeling Sinister. Uh, one of those albums, I almost, a perf- I think, a perfect album. I think it's 10 tracks from... Uh, 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 the stars of track and field, I believe is the first track, yeah. which is, mm-hmm. which is a banger all the way to Judy and her dream of Judy and her dream of horses uh, at the end. Every single song of that album is I'd say flawless. It's a great album. Fantastic. So chip, let's start out. Let's throw a question out there. You and I will, by the way, before we get yes. to the questions, I just have to admire your t-shirt right now. Thank you. All right. Let's say you have concert. T- it's a beastie boys t-shirt. What I'm year are you thinking that chip? Uh, like oh the mid aughts like oh five this was to the i think to the five boroughs tour i saw them at the uh mm-hmm. whether it was the spectrum or the wachovia center or whatever uh at the time uh great concert uh one of my favorites uh i mean one of my favorite bands of all time and they were amazing in concert how about you uh little sam i am shirt there yes yeah, sam i am shirt i think out of all the concert and band t-shirts i have i have four sam i am shirts so i'm going to say they're the they're the band I have the most shirts of. Proud so to he, say. Here's what I look for in a good shirt, and that's that shirt right there. I think he's even better than this one. In it's almost a designer shirt. It's it's not overtly a band T-shirt. It doesn't necessarily. I don't know what the back looks like, but it doesn't have world tour and all the dates right. on it. It's just it's you could wear that out for an evening and like look decent wearing it you're like oh that's an interesting shirt right there you yeah. probably paid 70 dollars for a shirt at a fancy store and you're like mm-hmm. no it's actually a band with a bear on it it's fun that's a shirt that i would wear on stage to do comedy it's just Chip, a nice I've, shirt. I've worn it at casual weddings bar mitzvahs sure um i've officiated a wedding wearing it i think there's just so many so many different venues you could wear a nice shirt like this if you have a favorite concert shirt mm-hmm. uh could you please uh, comment in the uh, in the comment section. Tell us your favorite concert shirt that you have. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, so you were going to get some questions, I think, Jeff. I want to throw out there to everybody, to us, you and me, we can start this. The most you ever paid for a concert ticket to see a band. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, this could be when you were little chip saving up your money, when you had to buy your own ticket to see a Beach Boys, or it could be um lately of late you know whatever yep. what are you what are you thinking it is it's a it's i i have a very specific story about this i am a huge fan of the band the police from england 
You're aware of them, correct? Yes. Oh, yes. The band police, uh, they were coming back on, they were reuniting after decades in 2007, I think it was. And they were playing Citizens Bank Park. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to see the police. This is my only chance in my lifetime. I'll probably get to see the police. So this was still back in the days of Ticketmaster and like go, you would go online and or you would try to call in and get tickets. I called into this lady. I somehow <laughs> got in. I knew it was going to sell out. I wanted to get great tickets. And I was going to pay like $50 a ticket. I, I paid like $50 is a good price, it, it maybe even more. And I wanted four tickets. I was going to buy because you buy in a pack of four. Yep. And then you always find friends that go with you. That was always the thing. You always got a pack of four and you you went with friends. You're not going to have a hard time finding someone to go see the police with you. No, no. So um, I, I get in and it's a very quick situation. You're, it's very nerve wracking because you've got to get these tickets. You got to make sure your credit card goes through. You got to make sure this lady on the other line knows which, you know, and we get the ticket so it doesn't sell out. And she asked how much I wanted to spend for the four tickets. And I said, roughly about $200. Yep. And she said, how about 250? You know, she's like, that's what I can see. I was like, sure, that's fine. Uh-oh. And uh, it's, we're, it's very hasty. And then she gets the tickets. We have them. <laughs> she's like, you're 20 rows back center stage. I mean, you, you're, you're going to be, you know, yeah. 50 feet away from Sting. And, right. uh, and I was like, great. And she's like, okay, I'm going to put it through. I was like, great. And she's like, your total is $1,000 and 78, $1,078 and whatever. And I was like, excuse me. And she's like, hey, you said you want to pay $250 a ticket. And at that point, I couldn't go back because I was what? afraid it was going to sell out, right? I was like, it's not going to sell out. And I was like, well, and at the time I had some money. I was like, you know what? Let's yep. do it. And I paid $1,000 for the tickets. And it was, uh, I ended up taking my brother and my two cousins, yep. my younger cousin and my other cousin who's 10 years older, who introduced me to the police when I was four years old. Very and he was nice 14. And I couldn't accept money from them because I was like, hey, do you want to come? By the way, they're $250. <laughs> so I literally just, I Ate said, it. you know what? I'm, I'm eating $1,000. And it was a great concert and well worth the money. And I got to see the, the, the police who they said did had some terrible shows on that tour until they got yeah. together. We saw them and they were incredible. So uh, that was the, I paid $1,000 for four tickets to see the police in 2007. I think we're going to have a really hard time anybody out there who can top that Ger- Gerard Pescator, you you were at that police show. Hey, Maria oh, Geiger Gerard saw them in AC. Did, are we talking Bell and Sebastian or the police? Please let us know. Dr. Gerard Pescator, did you pay less or more than $250 to see the police? We'd love to know. Yes. Everybody out there, let us know how much is the most you ever paid to see a band. Chip, I am the exact opposite. Pretty much Every band I've paid to see, like even the big name bands, and you know, I'm very old, 73 years old. Right, 70 years like, young. Yeah, thank you, Chip. That's very sweet of you. But yeah. like when I bought a Who ticket back in the 80s, it was like $22, and that was a lot of money. Sure. Right? Yeah, Every it. band I saw that after in the 90s and on, it was like, hey, $18, $20, $25 at the truck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just recently, like I saw Jawbreaker two years ago on their reunion tour because Ticketmaster got their grubby little hands in. It was like $57. For and I was taken aback, Chip. Yeah. Literally taken aback like this. Whoa. Whoa, I see it. I see the yeah. The right. And I said, you know what? It's worth it because 
I bet you there's someone out there who's paid $250 to see the police. So this shouldn't be any sort of, you know, right. hardship right. for me. Here mm-hmm. we go. Let's see. Uh, Gerald Pescator paid 200 total for three tickets. Wow. Susan Barry paid $100 to see Depeche Mode in 1989. That is, I would say, if it's good seats, money well spent, Depeche Mode puts on a great show. Peak Depeche Mode, too. I saw Depeche Mode back in the days, back in the late 80s. Great show. A lot of fun. Anybody else? Let's see. John Huey, you probably paid a lot of money to see one of your old time, one of your old time classic rock bands, I would imagine. Oh, and Gerard also saw the police in 1982 for $20, $25, $25. And that's about, that's a lot of money back then. Yeah. Yeah. This is, here we go. That, this is what I was getting to, Chip. Springsteen fans, there's no ceiling for what Springsteen fans will pay. Right. John Huey, here we go. Justin Broadbent, $250 per ticket for Rolling Stones. That was a cheap one. Wow, Justin. All right, here we go. Susan Barry, second row violator tour, well worth $100. She was enjoying the silence that night. That's all Whoa. I have to say. Nice. Um, let's see. John Huey, also $250 to see Springsteen at the Tower Theater. Yeah. Springsteen fans are insane because they will be like, well, I saw yeah, Springsteen's playing up at the uh, Brendan Byrne Arena, whatever. Mm-hmm. I went and just saw him four nights in a row. He played eight nights in a row, but I could only see four. So that was like, you know, $800. Yeah. Oh, Maria Geiger, $180 for the Philadelphia Orchestra. Now that's a classy night out. That's too, me right? wearing this shirt. Yes. I'm wearing a shirt like this. I'm going yes. to see Philadelphia Orchestra. Yes. Top hat. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So it seems to me, Chip, people oh, are- Oh, and yeah. by the way, Gerard spent over $200 for, uh, to see you two with the Joshua Tree anniversary tour. Uh, Gerard, I was there too. I was on the field. My wife and I were given- here, Here's We didn't pay for them, but we were given a pair of tickets to see uh, the U2 Joshua Tree anniversary tour for our wedding. We were giving a pair of tickets for our wedding from our friend, Alex Dingley. Wow. Was, now, now Alex Dingley, my, my brother, I would say, is probably my wingman for most of my concerts that I've gone to throughout mm-hmm. the years. My buddy, Alex Dingley, also a wingman. The three of us, especially we, in from 1999 until like 2008, saw hundreds of shows together, the three of us. Uh, did you have a, a wingman or like a person that you would, that would be your concert buddy or concert buddies? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Great question. I had a group of friends from like high school on every, you know, I, I like different types of music. So like I knew if I wanted to go see Swerve Driver or Ride or one of my like um, um, shoegazer bands, my buddy Greg Hoy would go with me. Oh, sure. if I was going to see like the Descendants, Dag Nasty, stuff like that. I have my like my high school friends like Yash and Reardon, guys like that. If I was going to see like a, like a more popular band, if I'm going to see Pearl Jam, Kelly, my wife. Right. Kelly and I have seen so many shows together. Kelly's a great person to go see a show with. You know what I mean? Because I'm such a music geek. I like to focus. I don't like to talk a lot. Right. I, every now and then I'll just like give someone an elbow like, holy crap, this is the best show. This is the yeah. best song. Like that. Yeah. And like Kelly can tune me out like nobody else. Sure. Here we go. Tom Power. Debbie Boone, front row. I, oh, you don't want to talk about it. He doesn't right. want to talk about it. And I, if, and I know Tom Power very well. Uh, he is what they call a boon baby. You know, like how people yeah. are like deadheads. And deadheads. They're, they're de- uh, de- deadheads. That's deb what they're called. Deadheads, yeah. He's a, yeah. Tom Power is definitely a deadhead. Big, big fan of Debbie Boone. Who's not? Who isn't? Who isn't? Guys, this, I think this is a great time to bring our first guest in because I would love to know our first guest, how much money he dropped to see. Yep. A band. So I'm going to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, 
we are honored, Chip and I, to have Philadelphia drumming legend. This guy has been behind the kit for so many great bands. He's played with War on Drugs, Strand of Oaks, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, the Pernice Brothers, Wesley Stace, a.k.a. John Wesley Harding, Danielson, Cliff Hillis, Ken Queter, the Bigger Lovers, the Photon Band. Guys, the Philadelphia Tom Petty Appreciation Band, and most recently, the Pat Finnerty Band. I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about, everybody. You're talking about Philly's own Patrick Burkery. Welcome. He's connecting to the audio right now. Patrick, is, are you hooked up, Pat? Are you in? I think so. You tell me. You look great. You sound great. Oh, thanks, man. Welcome. Hey, guys. How's How it are going? You? Chip, Chip, it's, it's, it's been a while. Chip, we've met before, right? I believe we have. Yes. Yeah. I, I, through, uh, through Dave Hill, I think. I bet oh, you. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I opened okay. for Dave at the, at the Ruba. Yeah, uh, yes. that's right. Yeah. About yeah. Four or five years ago, I think. And then Absolutely. maybe one other time, right? Like maybe the night after Trump got elected, Dave was doing a show in Philly. Okay. And you, you might have been on there, or we went out for drinks afterwards. Okay. Something. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, good to see you again. Yeah. Pat, great to see you, man. Thanks. Thanks, for, thanks yeah. so much for uh, for doing the show. Dude, I got nothing else going on right now. <laughs> Neither do we. I mean, look at look at what we're doing here. That's that's, that's why we're here. By the mm. way, I have to say, uh, you have a connection with my brother. My brother, who is a planetarium director out in the suburbs. He was a guest of the show before. He's also a drummer, so he's a drummer okay. as well. Played in yeah. Philly for years. Uh, he has played with uh, the greatest rock star of all time, as have you, uh, Philly's own Ken Queter. Ken Queter, I knew, I saw where that was going a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's... And I've lived to tell about it. I, I'm, and, and I'm, your I'm brother has. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of a million things I missed because of everything shut down is yep. like, not only like playing with Kenny, but just sort of hanging with Kenny and like the energy and the shit you learn. Like for instance- <laughs> I was literally just gonna say that you learn something every yeah, time from him. I, for a couple of years running, I was doing these gigs. I have a good friend who's a graduate of the Hill School in Pottstown. Mm-hmm. And he put me in touch with like somebody on the alumni board. So I would, I was charged with putting a band together to play the 50th anniversary on uh, Friday nights. And I think the 20th anniversary class of whatever on, on Saturdays. So Kenny, a couple of years did it with me. So it was about an hour drive out there and just the drives with him, you know, he's just, he's got these theories about how like cocaine really took off when like ATM machines became a thing <laughs> because people had access to money now all the time. And well, wow. yeah, that makes sense. And, and then apparently, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess I can say this. Apparently, um, Povich or, or cocaine was called Povich in Philadelphia in the early eighties. Really? Because of Maury Povich's, uh, you know, uh, yeah. prediction for. Wow. <laughs> this is according to Ken, though. That so. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I always loved his theories about forward. I think it was called forward foods and backwards foods. Yep, and he, he only he does he doesn't eat round foods. I think. <laughs> yeah. And right. Yeah. He eats yeah. raw garlic, and believe yes. me, if you you've been in a car with him for an hour, you know that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Queter, let's, that's it. Yeah. let's raise a glass to uh, Ken Queter, everybody. To Ken Queter. To Queter, wherever he is. Pat, we're going to hit you right away with okay. a question we just threw out to the rest of us. Okay. The most money you ever paid to see a band. I was thinking about that. So we said we're going to have to do this in like $1987 and then $2013. Because I think yes. 2013, like if you're just looking for dollar amount, when Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played the Beacon Theater, like Tom Petty's my yep. Beatles, my everything. 
Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers to me, the greatest band ever. And, and the reason I kind of do what I do and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, they did like a week long run at the Beacon Theater and I'm a member of the fan club, the Highway Companions. So I entered in a lottery to buy tickets because it's a very small venue and I won. And I think with service charge, like all in, it was like 170 a piece. Um, so that's I, yeah, so pretty, pretty price. I haven't stopped that. But in 1987, Genesis did two nights at the vet when invisible when they were just at the peak of Genesis, you know, Invisible Touch and all that. And um, I sold a Johnny Bench rookie card <laughs> to be able to buy two floor seats. It was the first row of the second section on the floor. I think there was 75 each. And I'm a freshman in high school with no means of income, but my but for my baseball card collection. And uh, my, it was my sister's birthday. And I really wanted to, my sister is responsible for so much of my musical journey. She used to take me to shows all the time and, and you know, find records and all, all those sorts of things. So I wanted to pay it back. So I got tickets to that uh, Genesis show. And it was 75 a piece from this, like, I remember they used to have those like scalping places. It was oh, yeah. Hot, it was called Hot Seats in Pensacola on Route 130. And the logo was like the Hot Wheels logo, you know, the little <laughs> banner thing, but it was just like Hot Seats. And you'd go in there and the dude's wearing like a satin jacket. <laughs> yes. Smoking a cigar. He's He was like a fatter, more Jersey version of the ticket scalper character from Damone. Bachelor Party. No, 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 uh, not Damone. Uh, the guy from Bachelor Party. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because this this guy was a proprietor. Damone was an independent Demone, contractor. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Guy, Sorry. This guy owned the business. Yeah. So he was like a Jersey version of that guy. Yeah. Holy crap. So the, I. So the, yeah. Pat, we have some some intel coming in. Gerard Pescator broke his nose in the parking lot of the Invisible Touch tour. We're going to need more info on that, Gerard. That's that's amazing. Pat, you did not break your nose at, during that country, correct? No, no. I remember. I, I remember really well. It was Memorial Day weekend. We probably had dinner at Mara's on Passyunk Avenue before the show, which sure. is about a ten minute walk from where I live now. And um, the Flyers were in the finals playing the Oilers. I remember that because at the end of the show, Phil Collins was like, go Flyers, you know, or something. He might have even worn like a Flyers, like a, who would have been playing then, Mark Recchi. Mm -hmm. Hextall, he might have worn like a jersey or something. But um, yeah, it was, you know, it was that era Genesis, you know, which I don't really have, you know, uh, too much of a fondness for these days. But yeah, I dropped in 1987, I dropped $150 on those tickets. That's that's Great. that's a lot of money. Here we got Joe yeah. Moore coming in. $165. See the Rolling Stones at Devet 2002. Opening he was in high school, so it stung. The Pretenders opening up. That's a pretty oh. strong bill. Pretenders. No, oh, she got it. Look at that. Pat's got his Pretenders teeth. Joe I Moore, I, Pat. I, that's I fantastic. One of the questions was what was the last what was the last show you want? Well, this yeah. this was the last rock t-shirt I bought at a show. Okay. Whoa. Cause and I, well, I'll drop a name. I don't give a fuck. I actually know a pretender. I'm very good friends with a pretender, and I still spent fifty five dollars on this t shirt. Is it Martin? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I've gotten to know Martin a little bit, who's like an idol. But my friend James, uh, who I used to be in Pretty Brothers with, is the guitar player. And when he joined the Pretenders, I was just like, you know, Pat. one of my favorite bands of all time. And me too. When I was a yeah. kid, all I wanted was to grow up to be a man. So could I could have the the chops, yeah. the mutton chops that Martin Chamber had. Like that was my only yeah. goal was to play drums somewhat as well as Martin Chambers and to have 
those friggin' mutton chops. I love mm-hmm. that ear. Yeah, Martin's a lovely dude, and he's a big boxing fan, huge okay. boxing fan. He's a big fan of Jersey Jill Walcott. Oh, wow. Like, I've talked, yeah, Martin's, like, really, Chrissy is, too. Chrissy's really into boxing as well. But, um, yeah, Martin's, like, a, he like he knows Jersey Jill Walcott inside and out. And, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. But, yeah, it's like he's, he's a lovely dude. Speaking of uh, concert T-shirts, we just saw Patrick's Pretenders. People, chime in. What is your most favorite uh, concert T-shirt? One you had as a kid, one you still have now, one you recently gotten, one you will never part with. Like the 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 um, business now of vintage concert T-shirts is ridiculous. Yeah. Like you could have like some Guns N' Roses shirt from 89 tour that's in pretty decent condition going for whatever, $500,000. What is your, what's your top three? I imagine, Pat, you have a quite a bit. No. I don't have them anymore. No, I got rid because none of them would fit me probably anymore because I was younger when I was buying them, but I kicked myself. I mean, a couple of them might still fit. I mean, you know, I just have, remember every Petty show, I saw every, probably every tour from like Southern Accents on and I would buy a show, a shirt every time. Don't have any of those. I'd blow Easter Cult. <laughs> you know, Robert Plant, every show you would get, you know, my father yep. and mother would palm me a 20 on the way out the yes. door, you know, get yourself that, a shirt. Um, Chip, yeah. That was yeah. the thing. Every show I went to, and Chip, you're probably the same way. I had to make sure, even if I had no money, even if I spent all the money just to get that ticket, I had to either borrow money for my parents to have money for a shirt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. You yeah. had to. And, and then there's that nervousness of standing there looking to see just the perfect <laughs> shirt because you want to make sure it's the right size, the right feel. But it's also like, what's the back look like? I want this to look cool. Well, and everything that- I remember in 84 and 85, every single tour shirt on the back said tour 84. And in 85, everything said live 85. Nice. <laughs> that was every single shirt. That's great. Um, and generally, I remember too, the shirts cost more than the tickets. Like the tickets oh, yeah. would usually yep. be like on the high end, like twelve fifty or fifteen fifty, yep. and the shirts were generally like anywhere from like seventeen to twenty dollars. So it, it was all in, you know, forty bucks, forty five bucks. Not nice. a bad night, you know. Yeah. Chip, yeah. what's your uh, what's your what what's one of your favorites? Favorite t shirts? I got. I have a I have a pavement t shirt that I love. Uh, that's uh, th- that's definitely worth it. And I have a pixie shirt from 04 that is, so it's, I mean, it's going on 20 years now and it's just a rugged shirt. It's just black and just says the pixies and it's just, you can wear it with anything. Uh, that might be my favorite. How about you, Jeff? Oh, no, go ahead. I simply- Well, the only time I ever saw the pixies, they were opening for you too. Okay. Um, at the Spectrum, like the Octum Baby Tour. And no one cared. <laughs> no one cared. Which is such no a shame. No one cared. Yeah. No one cared. Don't you love, and Patrick, you you might have been involved in this somehow. Like, I do love the true music, like, connoisseurs. Like, Dave Grohl, he's got a lot going on. But the one thing he's really good at, he will bring his heroes on tour with him. Mm-hmm. Eddie Vedder, the same way. Yeah. So when they say, hey, Pearl Jam's going on tour and the Buzzcocks are opening, you're like, yeah, hell right. yes. Yeah. And then you go and then you're sitting there to see, the like, watching the Buzzcocks. And there's 300 other people just kind of. Yeah, like, no one cares. No yeah. one cares. Eddie, Eddie Vedder cares, you know? Yeah, Eddie Vedder exactly. cares. Yeah. And you're just like, guys, um, right. guys, guys. But that's cool. I, I mean, that's, you know, and Neil Young would always do that, but with younger bands. You know, yeah. he was really good about bringing like younger bands along. And nobody really does that anymore because touring, you know, back then, 
you know, touring wasn't the thing it is now where you make all your money on the road. So you can't really afford to bring a band that's not going to draw some people or, you know, fill out those, le- the, the half of the lawn that you're not going to do, you know, when it comes to like shed shows. So it's generally like there's name bands all the time. There's very rarely, you know, sort of like unknown opening bands or heritage opening bands. Like Petty would usually do that. So like Buddy Guy opened for him once and they, you know, they brought the replacements out on the oh. Fulman Fever Tour because Benmont was a huge replacements fan. But, you know, yeah, anymore, you don't see that as much as you once did. Now, Van Halen, the last time I saw them, uh, Cool and the Gang opened. Because Dave was like, a, you know, that's, that's Dave's trip, you know? Yeah. Oh, and who they, wouldn't love that? Yeah. It was yeah. great. They, they were killer. Yeah, they wow. were killer. But again, like, you know, if there's 20,000 people there, 18,000 of them are walking around, you know? Right. Then again, that's what I did when Dawes opened for <laughs> Jeff Lynne's ELO. I was just like, uh. that's XBN's favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of opening bands, another another great question. I believe Chip, we Chip and I, just amazing questions, both of us dreaming up. I think that's one of our strong suits. Um, unexpected great opening band. Pat, you go to see one of your favorite bands, and this is going to be tough because you are such a music nerd that you wouldn't be surprised by any opening band because a guy like you would be like, oh, Petty's playing. Let's see who's opening up. And then you'd probably listen to that band. Like, yeah. have you ever been, how about one of your shows when one of the bands you're playing with, you don't really know the opening band and you're just floored. Basically what I'm well, getting at is I'll opening. Tell you, yeah. Yeah. There's a funny, um, some little band called the national opened for Pernice brothers for a couple weeks in 2004 and they were great. Like, I loved them. I thought, it was like, wow, these guys are really good. But you can't predict, like, what's yeah. gonna, you know, particularly with a band like that, because it just doesn't seem like something with, like, mass appeal. But, it, damn, you know, they're doing okay. And um, <laughs> I think right before, was there another? There, there may have been another band that went on to, to bigger and better things that had opened for us around that time, too, that I can't remember. But um, just in terms of shows that I've seen, this doesn't really count because I went there specifically because they were opening. But right after Shake Your Moneymaker came out, the Black Crows opened for Michael Schenker, um, you know, German <laughs> guitar god. Yeah, the yeah. Truck. And I loved, right from the jump, I loved the Black Crows. So I would stay up every night till one in the morning because I knew they were going to play the Jealous Again video at like one in the morning. We're going to take really a Black Black Crows hoodie break right now. Yeah, right, we're going to put a go. Black Crows yeah. hoodie jacket on right here. <laughs> but uh, I saw them open for Michael Schenker at the Troc. It was like April of 90, right when it was just starting to percolate. And I was like, yeah, that's, you know, these guys are the real it, deal. April you know? of 90, I have a, I have a story about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. My, my. I was not. My cousin, now here's the thing. My cousin was, uh, who's a number of years older than I was her and her husband. And, and he was a a little bit older than her. They took it. They took my brother and I down to the Franklin Institute to see a show at the IMAX center, walk around the Franklin Institute. And then they took us to the TGI Fridays that just got ripped down on the parkway. The T the old TGI Fridays. We went It's funny you mentioned that I drove past there last night and I was like, Hey, where's the TGI Fridays? Yeah, they they just ripped it out. Yeah. So we're after after the show, we're sitting at TGI Fridays, a bunch of these weird looking guys walk in and sit yeah. two booths over. And my my cousin's husband starts making fun of them because they're long haired, hippie looking, whatever. Sure. And I thought they were cool looking and he wasn't doing it to their face. But like, yeah. look, look at these. He's, guys. he's a coward. Look, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, basically look, your cousin's a coward. <laughs> look at these ladies, you know, kind of like yeah. that type of thing. And I was like, these guys look cool. Two weeks later, I'm watching MTV and I was like, those are the guys that were at 
TGI Fridays, and it yeah. was for a song called Hard to Handle by the Black Crows. The Black Are Crows. you a Crows fan? Are you a big Crows fan? Uh, huge. I mean, okay, so you, you've read Steve Corman's, you've read Steve Gorman's book then. I need to. I heard it's amazing. Oh, uh, it's yeah. probably the best rock book I've ever read. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because yeah. Steve's a it. really like smart guy. He's a great writer. Yeah. I know he co-wrote it with, um, the guy's name escapes me. He's like a, a rock writer of, of some repute, but mm -hmm. Steve is a, just a really smart dude and a great writer. So he okay. tells the story really good, but as a Crows fan, and I kind of checked out after the third record, they just kind of, you know, kind of lost the plot for me, but it, he just, you know, it confirmed a lot of suspicions yeah. I had, like when Chris Robinson reinvented himself as a deadhead, that's kind of <laughs> when they started sucking and Steve Gorman kind of confirms right. all that, you know? Well, yeah. That's that's interesting. I, and yeah. it's funny, my, last show before the lockdown was to see the robinson brothers at that's right yeah. at uh, free at, the free at noon the free at noon yeah. show and then my probably my first show going back which i still have tickets which got pushed off from last year is to see the crows on the shake your money maker 30th anniversary tour. have they officially rescheduled that I, I mean, I think last year they just said it's going to be next July 14th right. or whatever it is. So I don't know how right. okay. official it yeah. is or not. When you yeah, buy yeah. tickets for the Black Crows, are there extra uh, hard to handling charges? All right, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Now, listen, we, 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 have, we have a distinguished guest on the show right now. Uh, he, he, he's, 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 uh, he's taken his time to be with us tonight. Um, we got Gerald Pescator saw Radiohead open for R.E.M., Wow. Before they were Radiohead. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, they were Radiohead at that point because that was the second record. Yeah. Yeah. That was Creep. That, that, that was the Benz. That was Baby, the Benz. Baby, Baby's got the Benz. Yeah. yeah the Benz, so the Benz were, yeah. is my uh, my favorite Radiohead album. And I'm not a big Radiohead fan, but I, I'll I'll play the whole Benz album and just float away into happiness. It's a good one. Um, I'll say the one of the most unexpected really knocked my socks off to use, you know, a common term the kids use. Um, went to see Evan Dando play uh, acoustic. And he had with him a young kid named Ben Lee. This was in the 90s. And Ben Lee opened up just playing acoustic and was fantastic. I'm not a huge solo guy playing acoustic guitar like, that's not my thing. Like, I don't really enjoy it. I've seen Bob Mould's probably my favorite musician. When Bob plays with just the guitar, I go and see him. Do I love it? No, rather see the band. But Ben Lee and just his acoustic, 30 straight minutes, I was mesmerized. I'm like, who is this kid? And then, I, you know, of course, you do all the research. Like, oh, he was a noise addict when he was like 12. And he had, you know, these hits in Australia. Do you know who he's married to right now, Ben Lee? Anybody here? Oh, uh. It's not Zoe Deschanel. No, it's not Zoe Deschanel. Well, he used to date Claire Danes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right now, 2000-something, he married. Anybody out there? Ioni Sky. Oh, oh, really? Okay. She was in that show with Juliette Lewis that I really liked and David Tennant. It was on HBO, and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was about a camping expedition or something. But, of course, I've got a Ben Lee story. Oh, do you? Oh, nice. Yeah. Is I, he tried a... for, I tried out for his band. Oh, wow. Was yeah. this like during like late this 90s, 2000s? Yeah, 99. I went up to somewhere on the, the west side of Manhattan, like a rehearsal studio and played like four songs with him that I had to learn. And it went well, but I didn't get the job. But it, it was fun. Yeah, he's a nice dude. Good dude. Yeah. Yeah, really, really, really good dude. Yeah. 
band was oh. good. They were looking for a drummer. Yeah, they put out like just sort of like an open sort of call. And I'll throw an album out there. Um, Bre- Breathing Tornadoes by Ben Lay is a really yeah, good album. That's good. Breathing Tornado. Yeah. 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 He and he, I think he did some kind of supergroup thing. He did. Tom the, Peterson from Cheap Trick. Is that? He did. He the did thing, something with somebody. Didn't he do the Bens with Ben Folds Five? Yeah, that's it. That's ben it. Lee yeah. mm-hmm. and, and Ben Gibbard. No, Ben, ben Queller. Ben Queller. Queller. Queller ben know. Queller. Yeah, who's really good. Let me see. Leanne saw Saint. Also saw that Saint Vincent show. Oh, someone see. Oh, here we go. Gerard Pescator, Saint Vincent, Bloomy Way opening for My Morning Jacket. Oh, that's a good one. That's oh, wow. a good one. I yeah. can see that. That is yeah. good. Yeah. I, I think the one that blew me away. Uh, I went to see, and this is a little out of my pocket, although they were great and I liked them. Uh, I went to see Nine Inch Nails at the Spectrum in 2000. And I was like, all right, this will be interesting and fun. And Nine Inch Nails was great. They were good. Uh, but we heard rumors that uh, uh, Maynard from Tool had a new little band out that was opening for them. That's all we heard. And we saw a Perfect Circle open for them. And they blew the roof off the place. I thought oh, they were, crap. they were incredible. really, yeah. And, and, it's, and that's not even exactly my genre, but they were, they, they were incredible. I will tell you, Jeff, this will interest you because I was working with your wife at this very time. I interviewed when they were in town for that show, a perfect circle. I interviewed them at some restaurant. It's probably no longer there in old city or city now. Nice. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit here. Jeff, Jeff's wife and I used to, uh, Kelly, uh, we used to work together at CD now. Please tell Kelly I said, hey, I haven't seen her in probably 20-something years. But, she, might, um, she might come down to grab a beer. Okay, so cool. That right would on. be great. Yeah, but I had to interview them at some swank, you know, this is like 99, 2000 or whatever. The old city is having its moment, and it's some swank restaurant in the middle of the day. And Maynard walks in with like a long blue wig on. <laughs> and I'm like... And he's really, he's a short gentleman and I'm yeah. a tall gentleman, but, but the greatest thing about it though. And what I was like, so psyched to do it, Josh Fries was with him, the drummer. Oh, uh, Josh Fries is an amazing drummer. He's played with Westerberg and he did that replacements reunion and put with a bunch of people. He was, you know, I just love talking to other drummers. And uh, so he was cool to talk to. Maynard wasn't much of a talker, if I remember correctly, but it, I mean, it was perfectly fine, but he's just man, a few words and a long wig, a long blue wig. Awesome. Here we got some. Yeah. Uh, Susan Barry saw Camper Von Beethoven open for open someone. For uh, Pat, this is going to be good because she said they were so good. She doesn't remember who they opened for. Wow. I remember Camper Van opening for REM maybe at some point. Maybe. I could be, you know, everybody's open for everybody, I guess. But uh, hello, Susan Barry. Susan Barry and I went to high school together. There we go. Never want to know anything about me between the years 1986 and 1990. Subarries or connect. Pat, uh, give us your shout out to your high school. What, what are we talking? Pensacola High School. Pensacola. There we go. No. <laughs> Leanne saw Sylvan Esso open for Tune Yards about seven years ago. Oh yes, and now they're huge. That's a pretty good one. Um, Soundgarden opened for G and R in '91. Yeah, I was that, at that show. That's oh, there you go. Yeah, I was at that show. Pat, oh, I, I, saw Sound, I saw Soundgarden and Faith No More open for Voivod at City Gardens in Trenton like the very beginning of 1990. And it was like several months before Faith No More kind of started blowing up with Epic. I'd seen Soundgarden on like Headbangers Ball, you know, and it's like, oh man, these guys are kind of Zeppelin-y. I like this. Yeah, I was a senior in high school. Voivod uh, Voivod were great. Voivod Voivod. needs more love. They need more love. Oh man. Yeah. Speaking of Faith. Yeah, it was when they had the the Pink Floyd cover, um, Astronomy Domine. 
it was like on that toward nothing face i think was the record but yeah i love that band uh speaking of faith no more i saw them at the man a couple probably about 10 years ago and we didn't know who was opening and all of a sudden a gentleman in a tuxedo and a comb over walks on uh, and it was the one and only Neil Hamburger, oh, Hamburger sure. yeah. <laughs> which and half the crowd hated him. And of course, it was is exact, that, <laughs> exactly what you want. And I didn't know it was going to be him. And I, I'm a huge Neil Hamburger fan and just came out and did his shtick and was just handed the Man Music Center their ass that night. Can I, can I, can I tell you guys the first band that young Jeffrey ever saw in a bar snuck into the Green Parrot in Neptune, New Jersey, lifeguard friend of ours was the bouncer he was 19 i was 15 my buddy yaz was 15 faith no more with their original singer chuck mosley yeah it, i don't remember the green parrot green parrot neptune new jersey yeah ne- next to the uh jersey shore medical center it, okay it was it was at the shore when this, was, okay so here's the here's the question why didn't they play like was fast lane open then like what why not asbury because like, it was <laughs> the green parrot was just as big because it was tied to a, it really? the reason why pat it was tied to a radio station uh the right rat? here not the no, rat fm 106.3 oh that was whtg sure. yeah so they produced a lot okay. of shows at this great so bar th- this would have been a place that would have a big ad like east coast rocker yeah the aquarium right yep, with the exactly. five that, yeah 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 God, and it was days, man i miss those days the only uh caveat was we had to get there when the band was loading in so literally dave and i sat behind a green parrot with the band skateboarding at like 5 30 and the band was oh, just wow. like eating hanging out and we just yeah. sat there like the whole time loaded in with them snuck in sat at the end of the bar and when it was like life-changing because it was a, a great band super powerful band small room and I was just a 15 year old. I'm like, yeah, I need to go to every show I can now. And it was yeah. fantastic. That's um, I ended up on stage at a Faith No More show in 92 at the tower. Everybody just sort of like ran up on stage at the end of the show. They were doing, were they doing War Pigs or they're doing some cover for the encore. And everybody, I was in like the second or third row and every, there's video of it on YouTube. I think um, everybody just like sort of ran up on the stage. So I, you know, Pat, I, get, right I got to ask you, you are one of the hardest working drummers. You, you and between you and John Worcester, I'd say 50 bands between you two. How long does it take you to learn a set of songs? Like, let's just say Cliff Phyllis asked you, hey, I got a gig. Can you learn 12 songs? Right. Like, it depends. It, it will depends on the song, really. Right. You know, it, some songs you can kind of like guess what's going to happen next. And I'm not saying that to indicate a song is predictable or anything, but you just kind of know the tendencies of certain people that you play with. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of time learning it. Um, okay. Some are hard. You know, when I played with Danielson, for instance, those took a long time. Those songs took a long time to learn because Daniel writes in like odd meters and he doesn't necessarily write in systems of fours or eight to twelves things are like systems of five and nine and 15 and very random things but it generally you know if you give me 20 songs i'll learn them in a week two weeks you know um and then you rehearse for a few days and put them on their feet but yeah if if, for instance if cliff called me tonight and said hey i've got three new songs to learn 
Cliff songs are generally they're not tricky. They're yeah. great, mm-hmm. you know, but they're you kind of you know straight you know up power pop, and, right? Yeah. So it, it doesn't take a, a whole lot of finesse. Um, but yes, yeah, so certain people are different. Everybody's different. It, it can take a little longer, but I'm I'm like I'm a relatively quick study. Here's a question for you, Gerald uh, Pescator. Def Leppard was supposed to open for Van Halen for Diver Down Tour, but Eddie broke his finger, so it was rescheduled. And this band opened up. Their song was Turn Up the Radio. Autograph. That's, that, well, that was the 1984 tour. I was there. <laughs> you're not going to stump Pat Berkeley, guys. No. You don't even, no, don't even try. You're wasting That your was time. the night they shot. If you've seen the Panama video, they shot. Well, they played two nights at the Spectrum. And I went, I think I went the second night. I don't know what night the video footage is from that's in the Panama video. But I do know that they shot at the Spectrum. And autograph were like an unsigned band that week. That was probably like the most formative week of my music life. My father took me the previous Saturday to see Sinatra with Buddy Rich oh, um, wow. as like the wow. musical director. But you know, he was the drummer in the band, but he's also like the MD. And it was like a matinee show. It's like three o'clock. I think they were doing like a three o'clock and an eight o'clock show. So my dad took me to the three. And then four or five nights later, I went to see Van Halen on the 1984 tour. That was the week of my 12th birthday. And you were playing drums by then? Yeah, I was, but I hadn't, yeah, well, a little bit. Yeah, then I started taking lessons like shortly thereafter that and, you know, really sort of, all right, I'm in, you know, let's, let's, let's do it, you know, but yeah, it was, and then the first show I ever saw, which I know is one of the questions that you wanted to ask me because I took notes. Um, was was Billy Idol at the Tower, like a couple months before that, the very beginning of 84, like right when Rebel Yell came out and it was all starting to to blow up. So I, a pretty good first show. I went to, uh, I remember going to college in Philly and I was just listening to nothing but pretty much just punk and, and new wave. And for the first two weeks, I did not meet anyone in Philadelphia who even had the the slightest idea of what I listened to. And I remember someone goes, oh, you like punk? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Billy Idol? I'm like, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, we have, Pat, you stay on the line with us. We have another guest, Chip, coming in right now. Okay. Is that, uh, is that good? Can I uh, bring yeah. them aboard with us? Yeah. We're going to ask more questions. Um, let's see here. There he is. There he is. Hello. He's connecting to audio. Mr. David Hobbs, how are you? Good. How are you, sir? Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, do introductions. Yes. Pat Berkery, David Hobbs, Jeff Lyons, Chip Chantry. Chip Chantry, Dave Hobbs, Pat Berkery, Jeff Lyons. Hey, Dave. Hello. How are you? Thanks oh, for joining you. us. Hey, I got real quick. I got to take a, I got to take a chicken out of the oven in a minute. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not joking. Okay. So if I if you see me get up. But you got to show us the chicken. That's the only caveat. Yes. You got to show us the chicken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. And, and, Dave, and Dave, what are you cooking right now uh, that, that you well, can show us? Nothing that I thought it was a euphemism. I thought that meant something. That <laughs> well, you know, we're going to find out sooner or later, Dave. We're going to find out sooner or later. Uh, so I want to introduce everybody uh, watching on Facebook and uh, for, for everybody else. Uh, this is my good friend, David Hobbs, who we went to high school with. Uh, he was a year ahead of me. He played Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof, which sure. I played. Uh, and uh and i'm not gonna i'm I'm not uh i'm just gonna say one of the most talented people i've ever met and i've seen hundreds of concerts uh i would go see him over pretty much anybody anytime because in high school david would uh we'd go to a party and he would just pull out a guitar and just be in a a room somewhere 
And within 15 minutes, the entire party would just be sitting mesmerized listening to him. And that only uh, that only covers just your uh, playing and singing of guitars. There is your whole classical background that we'll get into in a minute. Um, and uh, but but also if people want to see you, uh, they can see you on Facebook uh, pretty much every night. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Trying to post a song every night. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to I started that on May 1st of last last year. So I'm going to try to make it a full year. That's oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Have you yeah. missed a day? I've not missed a day, but I have cheated sometimes by posting a YouTube song of if it was a musician's birthday or something, I might have them, you know, do it. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, nice. oh, I, I can imagine. You yeah. wake up and you go, what am I going to do today? You know, so, it, uh, you know, oh, what's what's the song that's gotten you the biggest feedback so far? Do you think that like people love the most or retweet or followed the most? Now, you guys are all local, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. you'll appreciate this because um, uh, up to date, I think there's, you know, you do a song a day and pretty soon you got, you know, quite a collection. I, I think there's something like 13 hours or 14 hours. Like if you play all the songs that, you know, right. uh, in a row, it's that much music. Um, From my personal knowledge, I know just through Facebook that it's gone to like 16 different countries, the songs get passed around. Oh, wow. But here's the, uh, you know, of all the things I've done, and this surprises me big time, the by far, I mean, by far, the most popular song that got tossed around and viewed was On the Way to Cape May. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Which stuns me because... I didn't think anyone outside right. of our little area here would know that, but you get sure. comments from people in Seattle. Oh, my grandparents used to play or, or they transplanted out there and, Oh, we used to sing this all on the way down to the shore, down the shore every summer, you know? And uh, it just, it just took off like a, you know, I, David, I, can I, can I ask Patrick, let's see if I can stump Patrick. My goal for tonight is to stump Pat Burkery. original okay. on the way to Cape May, Pat Burkery. Oh. I don't know. Well, is, is it Cozy Morley? I don't know. I, I have that. Is it? I was going to say. I know uh, Mr. Al Alberts. Al Alberts kind of made it famous, right? Okay, he right. made it famous. I thought it was like someone in the Cozy Morley Al Alberts sphere. I, uh, I think I think it was Al Alberts who wrote it, and then I think Cozy used it in his act. I, I, that's oh, okay. That's yeah, what I think, and then you know, are either of those two guys act. still with us? Do you know? I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Al Alberts. I was go- yeah. Oh, he's Al dead. Alberts. Okay, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. You, you seem very sure of that, Jeff. It, did you? No. Was there something? Did you have something, Jeff, to, something do to do with, with it, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell guys, you. I can't tell. I've got to go take this chicken out of the. Take office. the chicken out. Take this Can chicken you give out. me a couple minutes? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Yep. Take your time. Take your time. Okay. There we go. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. Ninety Ninety percent of the teeny boppers are still alive, though. Al Alberts dead. But the teeny boppers still alive. So you know, let's let's take let's take that the the, the positive of that. I w- I won't make her do it right now. But my wife, uh, who is not a comedian by trade, uh, it's pretty she, funny. She's pretty funny. She does one impression, <laughs> one impression she does, and it is of a teeny bopper telling uh, Al Alberts a joke, <laughs> and it is hilarious. So that's. Uh, so that's that's how that that's how that works. Oh my God! There we go, guys. There that's, it that's is. quite a chicken. Well done. What a I, what a chicken. It might be rare, Chip. I don't know. Well done. I think I'm probably 
Yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Well done and rare. Yeah. At yeah. the same time. So Dave, Dave now uh, you've been playing guitar and singing uh, with your amazing voice a- a- every night through there. That's how I knew you. Of course, we sang in the choir together, Jeff. Uh, mm-hmm. We were tenors my freshman year together. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of, oh, is there any, do you want to uh, mute Pat? I think you probably mute Pat. Can you do that? Can, oh yeah, uh, I guess I, I can. I can. Yeah. If you want to do that just so we can. Yeah. Oh there. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about your musical trajectory after high school and the things you've done uh, and maybe about the uh, the thing that I sang in a couple of years ago, my mother and I sang in, but uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your, your music background for the listeners. So uh, while I was still in high school, <clears throat> I saw on PBS uh, a three the three tenors concert. I don't know if you remember, like Luciano Pavarotti, Plaza Domingo, Jose Carreras. Okay. Yep. And that was like my first time I ever heard music kind of sung like that, you know, or the voice even being used like that. Right. And uh, I started taking voice lessons with, uh, I lived across the street from a church. The church organist gave me lessons. And uh, after about a year, when I was in high school, there was an opera company starting in Philadelphia called the Bel Canto Lyric Opera Company. And she was going to join this company. And she said, do you want to come by and, check out the rehearsals and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, of course, you know. And um, I think it was the first night they were like, well, look, you're here. Here's some music. Let's sing along, you know. And uh, that was 1992, and I've been a member ever since. So uh, so that's 20-whatever years that is from 1992. Uh, And that got me interested in that end of the world. I didn't know anything about opera or classical music that much about it. Um, but fell in love with it. Um, and then by the end of the, um, you know, uh, I'm coming out of high school, I was accepted, I was accepted into uh, the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia. But my 17 year old mind was kind of like, uh, felt like I was like a fork in the road. And I thought I should go into the ministry. So I actually went to college uh, to become a minister, which didn't pan out. Long story short, while I was in college, I switched my major back over to music. Uh, part of me wishes I had gone to Curtis because that was a totally free ride. And so every month now when I pay my student loan bills, I'm like, you know, if I was just, you know. Sure. Yeah, but at any rate, uh, one thing that I did find in, uh, when I went to college, uh, which made me kind of change majors, was I learned that I could write music. I could write orchestral music. I could arrange music. Um, and I'm kind of glad I went that path because I'm not sure if I went to Curtis as a singer you know I think I would have been so focused I don't know if I would have you know found the writing yeah and so uh uh, so there was always the singing and I was learning a little bit uh about right I just kind of taught myself how to write music and uh and so uh, I, I would sing with like a choral group in the area and then I've been very fortunate that they, a couple choral groups in the uh, area have had me as their composer in residence. So, you know, I get to write songs specifically for the group. And then uh, one of those groups, the Valley Forge Chorale, um, about five years ago, I, they've been in existence for just over 10 years. About five years ago, I've been honored to be their art, artistic director. So that's been my main, uh, so I've now turned into a conductor of that wonderful choral group. And, uh, and I sing with the Belcanto Lyric Opera Company and whatever. And that was, and I write music and things like that. So it, that was kind of my focus for a while. And then um, really it was the beginning of the pandemic when all of that shuts down. 
that out of kind of boredom and, you know, just me wanting to keep doing something musically, I picked up that, you know, dusted off the guitar, which I really hadn't played much um, for a few years and uh, kind of just, you know, hopped back on the bike and, uh, yeah. you know, tried to, you know, pick up things. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's the general story. And then a few years ago, you were very, I think also your mother. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. My mom and I. I made I cut a CD of uh, original an original piece and some original music, and uh, Chip was nice enough to be in the choir along with his mom, and uh, that was and just this, very very nice. And when you say a piece, it was like a what was it seven movements that that you had written yeah, it was for like this multi movement thing, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Did Chip have a solo? Chip did not have a solo, but because he's not very you know. Good. Uh, be in the spotlight you hear him every once in a while yeah, yeah you can i just I, i'm very notable i'm very notable yeah, is what you're yeah, saying if, if you listen not even that hard you can hear him but uh, well and, well in and, and if in the fourth movement if you listen you, you can hear me yell baba booey at one point oh, uh, nice. so so See, it does yeah that's improvised that's right improvised. it's just it's it's off the top it's how i do it it's 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 my process dave you know that david we have to ask every guest right away what is the most you ever paid for a concert ticket that's a really good question. I was thinking about that. I was watching the first part of the show. I I think just because of the nature of the beast, it was probably a toss up between. Uh, I did was able to see then Luciano Pavarotti at the Spectrum of all places um, uh, in high school, and I that ticket was over a hundred dollars a piece. So that that was a pricey ticket. And uh, if you go to the Philadelphia Orchestra, I know someone mentioned that earlier. Yep. Uh, depending that can be a pricey ticket and thank goodness the, the the times i've gone up to the metropolitan opera house in new york they are not cheap um but i was always treated so <laughs> nice it's the way to do it and and it's i find it rude to say how much was the seat you know but you that, should that, that's that's getting up there uh yeah. when you start you know when you start uh, that stuff, and what's your favorite show you've probably ever seen any genre favorite favorite concert favorite show that's t I love the whole gamut. There, there was one concert that I didn't think was going to strike me as emotionally as it did. And you sometimes you go see performers who have been around a long time. And obviously, you all know this. You're there, and you're not just hearing what they're sounding like at the time, but you're also thinking about where they sang that before, where you saw them, what the songs that they are singing meant at the time. Right. And one that just it just blew my mind and they were still sounding really good. I, this is going to sound a little hokey, but Spice it was, girls. Yeah, I know it <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> it was Peter, Paul and Mary. Oh, that's great. Uh, they were, it was in the like 95, they were still really well. And you, you just hear these songs and they mean that uh, they, those songs just took on meanings, you know, far beyond just, you know, music. Uh, there were movements, social right. movements, you know, that, that, and uh, when, you, you know, the, the images come back where you see black and white photos of them, you know, at the Lincoln Memorial, wherever it was, you know, down in El Salvador singing or whatever it was, you know, and uh, that 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 was a very, very memorable concert. But I did work for a while. The last two years I worked at the Valley Forge Music Fair, which is now long gone. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to just see all kinds of cool things. And a lot of them really were very, very touching. If you didn't, it, the venue for music there was tended to be people that either 
couldn't oh, fill the stadiums yet or it wouldn't be appropriate for, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they were there a little before their time or a little after. And so I would see people that I just, I don't know if I would have bought a ticket to, you know, just happen to go catch them. But you see people like Barry White. He was fantastic. You know, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I spent what seems like five or six hours, you know, with Ravi Shankar. You're just going, okay, you know. And, you know, after a while I go, okay, but you, you kind of, I respect what that was and what was happening. Um, you see people like Johnny Cash, you know, it was, oh, just incredible, you know. Uh, so all those guys, I mean, they're all on the Pantheon up here. How do you pick, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. David, really, what was. Really, uh, when I, it was a. Yeah. What hey was guys, the- I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna go. Uh, I gotta go eat this chicken. Oh, now, eat your chicken. Just, yeah. Yeah. But thank so, you, Pat, so much. This for was a lot of on. fun. Yeah, I really yeah. had a good time. David, yes. nice to meet you. Yes. Jeff, tell Kelly I said hey. And uh, thank you, know, you so maybe- much, Patrick. I appreciate you joining oh, us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you at a Belmar uh, one of that, these. That'd days. be great, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, man. Good to see you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I'll you see too, you guys. Yeah. Bye, bye. Jeff, you're gonna ask him something. Oh, yeah. Um, David, we have a whole list of questions uh, and they oh. need to be answered. And if so, you could, like, first of all, Dave, if you could just uh, just very clearly state your social security number. Yes. Uh, just right, right into the camera. If you could. Sure. Uh, OK. <laughs> what was the last band or performance you saw live before the uh, lockdown? And everybody, that's a question to our to yes. our uh, viewers as well. The la- It's a two part question. The last band you saw live and the band you are excited to see once bands start playing again two-part question people in the comments david let us know um let me see uh what do you what are you thinking david last band well that i would have to think or or artist band artist performance anything that you saw that had live i I did i did i did go see the um philadelphia orchestra and it was uh you know you talk about you know, it's, it's a whole other thing, you know, but uh, on a different level, um, you talk about memorable concerts. I went to hear a Mahler uh, symphony by the Philadelphia Orchestra and uh, that weighty piece over an hour piece of music. It just, uh, it was phenomenal. The, the Philadelphia, and they are, you know, it, it gets said a lot around this area, but if you grew up with it, it's sometimes you don't realize what you have right in your backyard, but the, uh, right. Man, it was it was fantastic. It was we, the Philadelphia Orchestra. Chiming in, we have a uh, Maria Geiger, Twenty One Pilots. Last band she saw with her daughter. That's pretty good. Twenty One Pilots, maybe one of the most popular bands with tweens, teens out there right now. Chip, I'm going to blow your mind. There's not Twenty One people in the band. Really? Guess how many people are in Twenty One Pilots? <laughs> yes. Twenty two? No. David, any idea? I do not know. It's two. It's just two. It's just two. two. Two Alterna guys just knocking it out of the park. I think a drummer and a, and one guy sings and plays piano, maybe. Just throwing it, it out there. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> seems like false advertising. Um, <laughs> we have a, a bunch of questions. What's, Chip, and this is something I wanted to ask you, David, as well. You see a lot of bands, see a lot of performances, and a lot of bands are super serious during their shows because they're concentrating. They're like, this is what I do. I am a music professional and I'm going to give a professional show. And I admire that. I think that's great. But I like when you just see some bands having a very good time on stage. Can you give me like a concert experience where a band was just 
having a great time. Because I've seen, you know, Bob Mould, one of my favorite musicians, he's on stage. He's as serious as you can get. Sure. Maybe between every four songs, he's like, thank you. Thank yep. you. Smiles at the end of the show. Uh, Built to Spill for me is the same way. Great. Yeah. I've seen him so many times, but just no, no, uh, no fun. It doesn't seem like they're having fun at all. Uh, Here we go. Gerard Pescator, Michael Kiwanuka, last show, February 2020. Looking forward to seeing the Avid Brothers this summer. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Chip, last band you saw live? Uh, it was the Robinson Brothers from the Black Crows right before I... Uh, I, 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 did they uh, get along during the performance? They did actually. They 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 did a nice job. They only had to do about forty five minutes because it was free at noon, so they weren't at each other's uh, at each other's throats. Dave, uh, Dave, do you have a uh, an artist or especially? I, and I loved the Valley Forge. I saw my tenth yeah. birthday. I okay. for my my birthday, I got tickets to see the Beach Boys at the Valley Forge Music Fair with Stamos on drums. Wow, Pokemon nice. era, nice. Yeah. Um, did, did you have a, do you, do you have a, can you think of a time, uh, an artist or a, or a performer band, whatever, uh, just, that was just having the time of their life on stage? I remember a band having fun, uh, a cheap trick. Oh yeah, totally. Yep. Good, good time on stage that night. Yeah. That's a great yeah. example, David. Cheap trick. They love doing what they do. Yeah. Rick Nielsen is such a performer. Like yes. he's such a showman. Robin Zander literally kind of wrote the book on being like that epic front man who could belt it out but still just like command an audience i think it's tommy peterson on bass just as cool as you can get and then bunny carlos doesn't play drums for him anymore because he's retired still in the band but he was another showman drummer they were fantastic and yeah. here's the thing about cheap trick they want the audience to, to want, want them. them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's one more the, time, Chip. One more time. They want, want the audience to want them. And I think that's where the fun comes from. Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't even think of that. That's something uh, that I... Ha have either or both of you seen uh, the one and only... And again, I thought maybe it would be hokey. And then I uh, I, I definitely realized it wasn't. Uh, did you, have, have you either guys seen Weird Al live? He came to the music fair. And, Did he? Uh, yeah. And with a multi, you know, the video screen, the whole bit, he was phenomenal. And I yeah. had a couple, I was able to get a couple uh, tickets for my uh, brothers and sisters and they were there. And I'll tell you what, it was, i tell you about a show. Like I didn't know how it would go. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. I, I, mean, I musically sound the the Funny. videos did, the did he videos do the videos so well done yep awesome experience awesome yeah I, I saw him at the tower a couple of years ago okay. and just blew me away at the production value and and how good that band is i mean just it's so much fun oh so good yeah. Yeah. yeah here we go uh becky cottrell she said for, as a fun show for a fun show tegan and sarah Super funny together, super fun. Tegan and Sarah put on a really good show too. Okay. Those those two have been in the game for a long time. And it's that magical thing with twins that they can just kind of riff off each other. Becky, if I'm not speaking out of school, it's like when the uh, Sklar brothers do comedy. They just can tell when each other's going to talk, not going to talk. So Tegan and Sarah, I threw it out there. This might just seem, just Chip, David, picture if you will. All right. Tegan and Sarah and Jeff, just throwing it out there. I think that's it. Yeah. Just a Tegan, Sarah and Jeff. I'd buy the shirt. I'd buy the t-shirt. I could see that. Yeah. It still, it still fits on the marquee. That's it right. does. I, I'm not Tegan, adding Sarah, like Jeff. a lot, like on the shirt, on the four marquee. letters, 
four letters. letters. That's all. Um, and Becky also said the Beastie Boys. Super fun in concert. Great, great time. Uh, I got to say, uh, probably the most fun band I that they were having fun and they had a dead audience and they brought them up. The Gin Blossoms of all people. The Gin Blossoms just had fun with it. And another band that I saw again, again, this is going back 20 years. And I thought they would be old men and like, well, they'll come out and just do the best they can. Uh, and again, this is not exactly my genre, but whatever. Uh, I saw ACDC blow oh. the roof off of the spectrum. I mean, just, okay. I mean, just the energy they had and had so much fun. Uh, you would think that they would be over it by then. And man, they, they look like a bunch of 17 This, this is there. a missed opportunity. We just had Patrick on. Patrick was in the video for Money Talks. Really? Wow. Maybe a, right? a next episode, we'll get him back on. We could talk about that. Uh, David, uh, if you know, was in AHA's Take On Me video uh, with all the drawings. That was actually him in the background. You can see him in the background. He kind of yeah, doing a little. <laughs> okay, and that took, what, three months for them to sketch all of that? You had to do like frame by frame? That must it have been does. a, a trying does. experience. Yeah. And I'm not a petite figure to begin with. Well, so it's a lot of ink. A lot of ink. Yeah. But um, can spare no expense. Here we go. Uh, I have to apologize for not having the concert tea. You know, you might see a two X, three X, maybe, but they don't they don't tick up to where I am. So, Dave, as as a young David, what was what was the concert tea? What was the band you saw that you got a, a T-shirt and you're like, yes, this is it. Uh, very young, probably around the time Chip was talking about, like ten, nine, maybe even younger. Uh, I believe it was at the music fair. They, my parents took me. It was to see Shanana. Oh yeah, Thank I saw them. That was one of my favorite first shows too. Yes. yes. Uh, now talk about a shirt that you can that try to replicate. In 1985, I saw Neil Diamond at the Spectrum, and he had those like uh, what do you want to call them? Like those sequin shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparkle yeah. from here to New Jersey, and sure. uh, you know. And that's really dumb for me to say because I live in I'm I'm talking to you from New Jersey. That was dumb but, to say. But, hey, but anyway, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, fantastic. That was a great early concert. Was uh, Neil Diamond fantastic? He had some laser show stuff going on. Nice. I would, I would imagine Neil would have some lasers. He, he's going to put on a show. He's going to put on a show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just uh, then, uh, my buddy had, Craig. Did you yeah. see that? My buddy Craig worked on the video for Money Talks. Chip, we're going to have an episode. It's nice. just called yeah. Junk Miles with Chip. Jeff and Money Talks, the video. I think that's a good idea. We're going to have yeah. Patrick. We're going to have Craig. Maybe we can get one of one of the ACDC guys. Yeah, I think we could. An Angus or a, or a Brian, maybe. One's yeah. dead, right? The, yeah. the, the, the lead guitarist, he died. Rest in peace. But uh, the, the singer's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, let's go to, I think we have, we have a big list of so many topics. Before we do, guys, David, are you a fan of REM, the, the rock band REM? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, a, a while back, Chip and I, we love to delve into, you know, just like some arcane trivia about bands. And a lot of people don't know this, but yeah. REM, it was a side project. They put out a bunch of songs about food and eating. They love to eat. You know, kind of like Weird Al has, you know, right, right eat it and all that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, REM yeah. did that. Yeah. So uh, Chip found this, this record and I'm just going to read off. These are amazing. I didn't even know these songs existed. Yeah. Let me borrow the record. And they're really good songs. Great. I would say that they didn't put a lot of effort into it. It kind of sounds like some of them were reworked songs. You I might, you might think that. Yeah. I'm just going to read down the list. If Go you, ahead. If you don't mind. We said you are the everything bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, South central raisin. Mm-hmm. Feeling gra gravy's pull. Okay. 
That one, that one was a stretch for them. That Michael Stipe was, he was phoning in that day. Feeling gravy's pull. How about begin the baguette? Yes. Yeah, that's a, they, that was a classic. David, the thing was, they had a lot of free time on tour. They would bake. They had a nice yeah. big oven on the tour bus. Yeah. Yeah. And and for a while there, that's that was just their starting number right off the gate. Begin <laughs> yes. the baguette. Begin Boom. the baguette and just yeah. go for it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Lights up. Talk about the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> uh when they're in philly they would always make sure to play koya hoagie yeah yeah that's that was a good one yeah i know um a, a, a fan favorite is seven chinese dumplings yes <laughs> yes um bittersweet miso uh i know i like this what raspberry free yogurt <laughs> oh boy yeah, yeah, Radio Free Europe. Just they just decided to go the yogurt. Got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, exhuming McDonald's. That's right. probably late night on tour. Yeah, exhuming yep. McDonald's. Yes. Um, it's the end of the Whopper as we know it, and I feel full. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. They a uh, great video for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple yeah. more. I, I only promise a couple more. Uh, pretty persimmons. Uh, it's a fruit, I guess. I, I'm I, not, yeah, I guess not, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, disturbance at the hummus house. <laughs> sure, sure. That was a spooky one, I think. <laughs> oh, no. These, these almost seem made up. They seem silly. Um, Carnival of s'mores. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, there's two more, I promise. These, the, they're on the album. It's, it's hard to find. Me and Honey Buns. There okay. it is. There it is. And last, of course, don't go back to Margaritaville. Kind of. Sure. Uh, right. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So Bring it just all ones back we home. Found. I just thought maybe people would enjoy that. Well done. Well, yeah. Done. Yeah. They're just great. All right. Now, another thing we just want to talk about. We've people again, chime in if you're in the in the in the discussion here. And Dave, you're, do you have to run? Are you good? Are you good? To, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Good. So I want people to chime in. Most ever paid for a concert ticket. Most beloved concert T-shirt. The last show you saw, the one you're excited to see, I think that I mentioned that. Um, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Maria Geiger wants to see Rage Against the Machine coming in August. I'd like to see that. Um, coming up, a couple more here. Da, 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 da. All right. Loverboy was serious about lasers. Yeah. They certainly were. Yeah, they were. Any band back in the Neil Diamond era with lasers, Loverboy, Mike Reno, the whole troop, they had lasers. Nice. Um, Chip, we wanted to put together a list, top 10 favorite live shows you were at, Chip. Yeah. Why don't you give me five? David, you give me five, and then I'll give five. Then we'll just go around. We'll just rattle them off. Okay. Top five? Top five? Top five what? Uh, performances of a band or musician. Musician or any performance you ever seen. And, so you and, want- people, and people in the chat, just let me know. When you think back to a great concert, like what comes to mind right away? Yeah. Chip? hit me all right uh i'm going a broken social scene at the first unitarian church in 2003 yep. great show go. in the basement the black crows at the borgata in 05 uh radiohead at the tower in 06 uh cigaros at the music box at the borgata band from iceland uh very orchestral i and my number one going all the way back to the year 2000 is yeah. uh was weezer at the tla it was when they, it was just Pinkerton and the blue album. And they were just teasing stuff from the green album. And we went to see it and my brother and I, and my buddy, Alex Dingley, and uh, we had the best time, you know, Alex Dingley. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and, yeah, sure. And uh, yeah. So that's my five. David Hobbs, top 
five. If you have 10 performances, give us the top five that you really look back and. Yes, I, I don't know if I'll have the years like I do. No, 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 no. no, no. Just give All us the right. name. Chip's very <laughs> thorough. You can't, you can't, yeah. Chip's such a sin. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go with, um, I'd have to go with Willie Nelson. Uh, uh, I'd have to go with the Rolling Stones, the Spectrum, or um, I'd have to say uh, Cheap Trick really was pretty great. I would, yeah. I, they were they were just a lot of fun. Uh, of course, Peter Paul and Mary was excellent, and um, oh man, I'll tell you what. Uh, and and I am sorry, I have to go back. It was just. It, it, are you doing one, just one band or no, no, any, 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 any live performance that, that evening at the spectrum with uh, Luciano Pavarotti was, was, he was a hero. Had to be mind blown. Had to be mind blown. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. I'll, uh, I'll give Jeffrey, five and Jeffrey, then we'll, give we'll, you we'll go, we'll do one more round chip. I know you have five more. Yeah. I'm going to go. This is a, this is a little two for story for, I'm going to do it quick rush radio city music hall, me, my brother, my best friend, Don niece, we were literally in sophomore year of high school. My parents took us up to Radio City Music Hall. Amazing show. Rush in concert is, whether you like Rush or you don't, it's three guys making the music of like mm-hmm. 10 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little tidbit, the next day, you guys probably know this, was the St. Rose Walkathon. So Obviously. Don Neese and I, by matching Rush concert t-shirts, signals, white, powder blue sleeves the signals album right up front on the chest matching <laughs> both get them the next day at the walkathon do we both wear them together of course, at the- of course you do <laughs> duh is that even a, a don niece and i walking together and what grade were you in sophomore year of high school okay i was i gotta say about five three at that point in my life yeah. five yeah. three maybe about 96 pounds sure. don niece the same we're walking together a couple other friends it would, I needed a stick just to hit the women away from me who just wanted. I'm sure. I'm sure. Two young studs. Because girls love when guys wear matching outfits. You might, you might not know that. Especially of their favorite prog rock band. Yes. And, yeah. and one thing back in the 80s that girls did love was prog rock, guy-based prog rock. Sure. Let's see. We got some uh, people in the, in the chat. Yeah, John? I just saw this in the chat. This is this is a shame. John canceled. Did you see this? This is uh, read it this to me, Chip. Is a sad concert story. He said he went to go see Nickelback in concert, and there was a problem with the sound system. <laughs> Apparently, somebody turned it on. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, uh, Becky Cottrell, REM, nineteen ninety five ish, Beastie Boys, Q Tip. Uh, oh, that's a good one. To, I was supposed to go see that show, and I couldn't. Yeah, Tina Turner, nineteen eighty eight, Beastie Boys again, two thousand five. Madonna, 2013. I imagine Madonna put on a pretty great show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a couple more. 1993 at the Troc, Double Bill, Goo Goo Dolls, and Soul Asylum. Two great bands that both fit our uh, prior topic, have a lot of fun on stage. Yeah. Mainly because Soul Asylum just completely drunk the whole time. That was their thing. Goo Goo Dolls, they just have a lot of fun. Um, recent, I, I'd say R.E.M., Life's Rich Pageant Tour, Felt Forum in New, in New York. That was the 80s. Um, I'm going to give you a recent one. Drama Rama, New Jersey band, famous for one song, Anything, Anything. But if you're a New Jersey head like me, they have a whole slew of songs we grew up on. I just saw them two summers ago at the Wonder Bar. One of the best like bar band performances I've ever seen. And here's the thing, David. I'm an older gentleman. <laughs> were- He's 83 years young. 
very, I have, right. And there were four guys in front of me and my three friends and they were like our age, like everybody pretty much there. And they all had earplugs in and we're like, look at these lamos with the earplugs for the next week afterwards. I couldn't hear myself think. <laughs> I thought I was dying from the inside of my head out. <laughs> it was the first time like that. I really was affected by, I mean, I was right well, by the stage. Right. And I was just like, this is the best. Woo-hoo-hoo. And it destroyed me. And I'm like, those guys in front of me, man, yeah. here we go. Maria Geiger, Aerosmith at the spectrum. When they shut it down because a firecracker was thrown on stage. Steven Tyler owes you a concert. Craig Correo, Prince, Violet Femmes at AC, Paul McCartney. I imagine he puts on a good show. Jason Isbell at the Roman and David Bowie at the Tower. That's pretty That's great. Great lineup. Uh, by the way, I saw Prince. I went almost as a joke to see Prince in like 05 at the Spectrum or where, where you know, wherever. And uh, man, did I walk away almost in tears. Like just uh, uh, incredible. Uh, Prince puts on put on such a crazy show. Really, really good. Uh, give me a couple more, Chip. I know you have a couple more. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind, I uh, I thought of a couple high energy ones. Go. Uh, remember, Let's go, David. I remember seeing Rod Stewart at the uh, Spectrum. The man just did not stop moving. Yeah. Uh, kicking soccer balls and I mean just <laughs> e- everything, man. Yeah. Just Billy Joel was a good concert uh, at that time in this at that time in the Spectrum. Yeah. Um, and another high energy thing, I, I I haven't seen him yet. My mother has. He says he's a great show. Is Bruno Mars? Oh, I mean, he's, he put Brown type, you know, like he really, put on really, one of my favorite uh, uh, Super Bowl halftime shows. He, I don't know if you remember, oh, it. I yeah, think it was fantastic. A, yeah, uh, incredible, incredible. Chip, uh, you got a couple more. Some of my favorites: uh, Wilco in my morning jacket at Penn's Landing. Wow, uh, LCD sound system, uh, incredible show. Uh, REM at the Man. Uh, uh, fish at the East. I was a big fish. I saw fish 20 times fish at the, what the, was then the East center in 2000 and Mike Doty, a uh, great singer songwriter from soul coughing. Uh, Mike Doty put on a great show. I've seen him probably 10 times. I'm going to give you uh, my uh, most fun, high energy bands. Yep. I saw the new pornographers last year before everything shut down that band. It is just three women, five guys, Five different people singing. It's in a pizza like a, place, right? Is that yeah? Five, five, di- five, five different guys, three guys, girls, and girls in a pizza place. Pizza place. Yeah. That was the show they had for two years. Then they just basically said, "We can't do both. We can't tour and yeah. do this horrible sitcom." So then they were yeah. touring, but it's one of those things where everybody's singing and they're all good, and you can just watch different people on each. David, as a singer it would just be like, oh, I'm going to listen to the backups, the yeah. the high ports, because these two are singing that. Yeah. The drummer's singing, you know, the bass part, whatever. And yeah. it's just like this amazing circus of like really good music, like, you know, really alternative music, but incredibly great, like melodies and sung together. Fantastic. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you where I like that too, is where you knew someone as like a solo artist or a part of a yes. duo, like a Nico and case like Paul Simon comes and shows and there's like a, you know, a bunch of people on the stage and that's, what's going on. You know, it's yeah. just all kinds of harmonies, all kinds of things. And after get- the dance troupe, whatever else, you know, but it, you know, yeah. Fantastic. We got, uh, we got Joe Moore, the hives at the Bowery ballroom, 2002. I pushed James E. <laughs> out of the way pre-show to get past the beer bracelet line. 
That show inspired Andre 3000 to write, hey, yeah. What a piece of history, Joe Moore. Wow. Joe Moore fighting a pumpkin. I believe that's a smashing yep. pumpkin. Yeah, Jamie, he smashed huh? a pumpkin, yeah. Whoa. We got uh, Kim Chantry, executive producer of Jack yep. Klaus and Chip and Jeff. One of the 20 times I made you see live with me. Make your- <laughs> I will I will say uh, we saw live a couple of times. And uh- if people don't know, guys. Live was a very popular band about 20 to 30 years ago. Yeah. Out of a small, yeah. small town in Pennsylvania. I think York PA. York PA. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. In case anyone didn't know that. Yeah. It, um, they they were great shows. I, I've always I saw live even before uh, we were together. I saw live in 95 with Veruca Salt and PJ Harvey, and they were great. I saw them with Accounting Crows uh in jones beach one year there was during any of these shows did the lead singer um have bald with a rat tail was that during any of that that was that was post rat tail i missed him (laughs) i didn't i never saw the rat tail unfortunately saw him just bald yeah love it i love it gerard pescatore saw we've weezer and live together in 94 that's a show right there i'm gonna give you guys another unexpected amazing performance it literally I jumped out of the seat. I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. Me and a group of my friends went to see the John Stewart show taping in the nineties. John Stewart oh, yeah. show, not his political show where he would like wear like a leather jacket. I love, yes. I love that show. Right. It was on MTV. Yeah. MTV. Um, Clancy Brown was uh, his main guest. Clancy Brown, not known for much. I believe he's in a movie called bad boys. A couple other things. He's, he's been in stuff now. He's great. Sure. But they're like, uh, hey, we have a band. Naughty by Nature is going to come out. And we're like, oh, hey, I like Naughty by Nature. Who doesn't? Sure. Literally, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Naughty by Nature. It was like the set exploded. They each came out from a different part of the stage, joined together like a, what's the robots when they joined together? Voltron. Voltron. And the place exploded. They did a medley, uh, like probably a 12-minute medley of their five best songs. It was the most energetic, fun, masterful performance by like vocalists I've seen up to that point. That's great. They were just, they were, you know, they were way in the game by now. I mean, they they were popular in the late eighties, early nineties. They were just like 12 minutes. We're going to crush it. And people were going nuts. Like John Stewart was just going like, Oh my God. Oh my. And he like, he didn't want it to end. Then it ended. Then he's like, all right, goodbye. Everybody. He's like, come back out, come back out, come back out. It's one of those videos. Like I always search, like maybe someone will upload it one day, yeah. but it was one of the most like ebullient life affirming musical moments mm-hmm. that we all left going like they are the greatest performers. That's so, great. That's great. Go. Um, Jeff, do we want to, uh, do we want to let the, the, the audience in right now, the, the listeners in, on our own live concert right now. What would you sure. think about why that? Don't, why don't we give a, I, I would love um, David. If so, so, so uh, Jeff and I prepared a song that we're going to sing. Uh, <laughs> we're really, really good at that. I think now um, uh, uh, I want to turn it over to uh, the one and only Mr. Dave Hobbs, who is uh, gracious enough to come on. And, and again, by the way, Dave, is there anything you want to plug or uh, I mean, I don't know if you're, you're, funneling people to your Facebook page, find you David Hobbs. If we, they if can, you want, they we- can find me Dave Hobbs on Facebook and uh, you can go through and just look at all the songs that were posted throughout the year. Um, I would, you know, after this pandemic ends and we get back to live music making, uh, please check out the Valley Forge crowd. They're making really great music. They're really incredible. Uh, Everything that I said. Yeah. The Bel Canto Lyric Opera Company in Philadelphia. Um and there's a band out there starting out there um, 
if I know they're starting to come back by the end of this calendar year, they're starting to get gigs again. Very interesting band. It's called Frankly Lost. So check them out. Okay. If, uh, you know. Um, and, and, but definitely go back. Uh, Dave, I have to say, one of my favorite things in the pandemic when I'm just like having a quiet night and you know, you're just like kind of staring at the walls or whatever. I just, I scroll through Facebook just to, for Dave's, uh, you know, uh, video of the day and I'll just go watch one after the other, after the other. Yeah. After the other. Great. Yeah. It's, Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. All right, and, David. And by the way, Joe Moore just uh, just tagged you on there. So uh, uh, you can look in the comments, Dave Hobbs. That's his uh, Facebook page. And it's amazing. Every day he does a does a different song. So uh, Dave, uh, take it away. Uh, with whatever you. you want to do here. And, and this one's out for Jeff, who said earlier in the program before I came on that he really doesn't like singers with an acoustic guitar. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is this is for you. Just, I was just, about just to go run and get a banjo, but I, uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, I thought, you know, um, this time of year, and I was looking at the weather forecast early in the news, and it looks like there's going to be some really nice days coming out, like yeah. almost quasi spring days. And I love that. And so I thought maybe uh, I did an arrangement of um, here comes the sun, which I thought might be pretty cool. Sure. Kind of topical. So well, that's great. Can you, does this sound good on your end? Can you hear this okay? The guitar? Sounds okay. great. Ladies and gentlemen, right. uh, take it away, Mr. Dave Hobbs. All right. Little darling, 
slowly melting Little darling, it seems like years since it's been clear Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's all right Here comes the sun Oh, hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Hobbs uh, just uh, brought the classometer up in uh, the Junk Miles Pantheon uh, way up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what we do after that, Jeff. I mean, how do we? One more song. One, one more, more sore song. song. One more song. One more. You got another one in you, David? Ooh, and, and, and ooh, by the way, I Dave, love choices. I love choices. And by the way, Dave, before before from what I understand, that was not an original song that you did. There was another <laughs> band that originally performed that song. Here comes Sun. Is that correct? It's a little known band that you can find them on YouTube. <laughs> the, uh, the Beatles. Very easy to remember. Just well, you know. well, I'll look them up. I'll look them up. And if I may defend myself, it's <laughs> always about me defending myself. I have to sure. look good. I said I don't. I should have said. I don't like when like punk guys or people who are known for being in a band go oh, acoustic. Like, because a lot of times, here's the thing, David, a lot of times the lead singers of punk bands think they're like a little more important than the rest of the band. They're like, I'm going to go out on my own. going to do a little, my own spin on things. And mm. I'm just going to take an acoustic. Most of the time it doesn't go well. I get you. Okay. Well, I'm a I'm a big that. fan of the solo performer. <laughs> ah, all right. I'm I a big call, fan of you. I will call Richie Havens. And Thank let you. Him know <laughs> still on his list. Thank you. Uh, but by the way, Dave, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were in high school, when we we, we would have choir together, chorale. We were in the honors choir together. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in the honors choir. Yeah, obviously, uh, we used to get Mrs. Santoro, who we love, uh, our our choir director. Uh, we used to try uh, to, honors choir director. Honors choir director. Honors choir director. Uh, yes. We used to yeah. try to finagle ways for her to not make <laughs> us practice and let David play the guitar for us. Like that was always the angle of like, <laughs> let Dave play another song. Can you come up, just one more song? Let Dave and we would just sit and listen to Dave play, and that's all I. Here, here's something. But while Dave plays his next song, I want people in the comments give me your favorite acoustic song. What's your favorite? It could be you know someone not traditional do an acoustic song uh, an acoustic version of a popular song or just an uh, acoustic song so you write in the comments well david and you're going to give us a choice is that correct yeah i'll give you three songs they're all a little different um and, and, and I, uh, I, log in people let uh, uh chime in let, let us know what you, you can chime in but i'm going to decide okay but jeff's going to decide okay okay uh, so, uh, in that Beatles vein, uh, I could do, uh, across the universe without Ooh. screwing that up too bad. Um, if you want to go a little old school out of a guy that I saw, I remember when Johnny Cash came out, he said, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And he started with Folsom Prison, Folsom Blues. Prison Blues. I could do that. Uh, and just something totally different. Uh, just to give you another thing, a kind of a Sammy Davis, and I forget the guys who did this song too, but uh, Mr. Bojangles. That's oh, that's a great one. Yeah. So there's three totally different things there. All right, so Mr. Bojangles, Across the Universe, or Folsom Prison. Folsom uh, Prison Jeff, what, what are you going with? I love them all. That's me. I love them all. I, yeah. I, 
Cross the universe. That's one of the best. It's it's one of the you don't hear it enough, and then when you do, you're just like, wow. But Chip, you know what? I'm a gentleman. You know that. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna let you decide. Well, you know what? I was I was hoping along the Beatles vein. I was hoping he was uh, Dave was gonna say Octopus's oh. Garden, but uh, I was hoping Yellow Submarine. Is that what it was? Okay, yeah. but uh, like the two the two I, best for another show. I, I was saying, yeah, your birthday. If you could do your birthday, well, uh, what, let's have. How about this? Craig is say. Why don't we let a, a, a okay. viewer decide? Let's do it. Yeah, Craig Folsom, saying Folsom, Folsom prison. prison blues. We're doing we're doing Folsom Prison if that works. Because okay. I like a, I like a good prison song. Uh, by the by the way, uh, well, I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't. I don't want to out Craig, but uh, Craig and uh, and David have a uh, a connection that I'll that I'll say after after the show is on the what, air. One question, Chip. Was yeah, Folsom good. Prison uh, his breakout song? Jeff, okay, see, we, we have a distinguished guest on right now, oh, and you're oh, asking oh, if Folsom oh. Prison was your his breakout song. Yeah. Uh, it, not appropriate to make these kind of jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm he, hitting, we, the, we, I'm we hitting a, the mute button. We have a distinguished guest, Jeff. In, incidentally, incidentally, uh, and I, don't, I think Chip might know this, but if my mother is to be believed, here's another shocker, Chip and I are actually related. Yes, we are. Yeah, I don't remember the whole how it works. Uh, Your mom and my dad are easy. Yeah, hey, uh, let's not get into it too much. Yeah, we're we're distant cousins. So your mom and my dad are like third or fourth cousins or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which basically makes us, David, sisters. I think that's what makes us. Yeah. And I'm, Uh, thank God. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my one and only sister, Mr. David Hobbs, uh, <laughs> singing uh, Johnny Cash's one of my favorites, Folsom Prison Blues. Uh, send okay. it out to Craig Correo. All right, here we go. I hear the train coming, it's rolling around the bend. Seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom prison and time keeps dragging on. And that train keeps a rolling on down the San Anton. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son. Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep a moving 
and that's what tortures me. just came up with an idea jeff i think every episode of junk miles from now on should be you and i saying that we're gonna have some sort of conversation but mm -hmm. we just bring dave on and he just plays his songs for an hour and a half i uh, love it love it love it i think that's i think that's what we do from now on that's that's junk the junk miles podcast from now on we're just gonna we're, we're just going to trick dave to keep coming on and just playing songs for for an hour and a half now i i had a, a question for both david and patrick uh since patrick's not here yeah david if you could join in with any group like your dream group to perform with and i think yeah. this is a you know just you know mm. anyone any any genre any, genre. any yeah i'll tell you i uh well here with the guitar in my hand i'll tell you um I would have liked to have gone back and, and played played in with the Beatles, man. I just so many different things. I, I would have loved, you know, I would have sat there behind George Harrison, let him do his thing and just, you know, just just to be part of that experience. Um, and uh, on an, on the other scale, if I don't mind, it, it would have been, uh, you know, well, anything if I could ever. Uh, you know, if, if you ever you could sing with like the Philadelphia Orchestra, like a big group like that, of those kind of on that end of the spectrum, uh, that would be phenomenal. The fabulous Philadelphians, but um, yeah, uh, they would they would probably be my you know top two there, right there. Yeah. Chip, what about you, Chip Chantry? You got your beautiful voice. I believe you're a castrato. Is that what you call your your vocal range, castrato? I, I am a castrato. Yes. What I, um what who would you like to sing with? Jeff? Well, yeah, you know, Dave said the uh, the Beatles. I, I'd go the monkeys. You know, the monkeys. Yep. You just have to you know, sing. Um, uh, you know, I don't know who I would. Uh, <laughs> boy, that's a that is a that is a tough that is a really tough call. Um, Jeff, what would you what would you do? I'd probably like uh, maybe uh just get behind a kit, play like a couple of descendant songs with the descendants. Okay. Just All jump right. on, on stage with them being like, Bill, take a little break. What are your three easiest songs that I could play? Three right. easiest songs. I'd be exhausted by song two and just, you know, but, but I think that'd be it. Yeah. Um, I want you each to tell me, I, I have nowhere to be tonight, guys. Right. This show's going a little long. I hope, I hope you don't mind if, if we just keep it going right. a little bit. Fun. single most chip magical concert experience like you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna give you one yeah right i just mentioned descendants i grew up you know punk rock kid still love them about 10 years ago 
I believe it was the Riot Fest came to Ocean to Riverfront in Philadelphia. Okay. All day long, just great punk bands one after another. I saw like Naked Ray Gun reformed, Hot Water Music X, the original X with you know Exena, Billy Zoom, John Doe were in it, and it was just like great band one after the other. Descendants are headlining my top three punk bands of all time. They're into like song four or five and they're killing it. And in between songs, fireworks just start going off over the river, pretty much right over where we're at. And Milo, the singer is like, Hey guys, we're doing this just for you. We ordered you some fireworks. And it was three, like they were three of their best songs and fireworks went off during all of them. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, this is beautiful, man. This is what going to see a live band's all about. Yes. You saw like guys just like, oh, this is great. It was amazing. Like yeah. I, I, I haven't had an experience like that in a long time. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, I, I got to say a magical moment. I think for for me is, um, we went to see. It was my nephew uh, Dave. You know my brother Adam. Mm-hmm. He, his son AJ who is 13 now, when he, when AJ was in first grade, it was his first day of first grade. So he's six years old, (laughs) seven years old, whatever. Uh, My brother picked him up after his first day, uh, picked him up at school and drove him to the Keswick theater where I met them. And we went to see my brother's probably and AJ's favorite band, Toto. They went to see Toto and the three of us went to see Toto together. He's like six years old. We and my brother and I were by 20 years the youngest people in oh, yeah, the yeah. audience, and then a six-year-old, and everybody in the crowd was just so excited to see my nephew sing along to every song, <laughs> rock out to it. He's six years old, like standing on and like everybody's high-fiving him, and it was just like this magical. And like I'm not a like I respect Toto, they're great musicians. I I don't I know them very well. My brother's really into them, and and so is AJ. But just to have that moment was hold the line, hold the line, Chip. Um okay. See, hold the line is a song by Toto. Uh Jeff. Mm-hmm. Sorry. As you should be. As you should be. <laughs> Dave, hold the line. Uh, Dave, ma- you, a magical moment uh, at, a, at a show? Oh, that's right. By the way, Craig uh, said he, he did see us. Uh, I did see Craig at that at that show. We were, hey, we were at that David, show. were you at the Toto show too? It seems like everybody from your 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 high school was just like was Toto, the fans. Toto show. Did Toto, did the band Toto go to Methacton area they high school? They did. Yes, they were part of. They were warriors. <laughs> they were. Yes. <laughs> Was the band named after the dog? I'd assume so. Just, I'd assume it's asking. Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess so. If you're gonna name your band after, let's guys, favorite bands named after dogs or animals. Throw that out there, you people. Yeah, just, I, I don't know. I don't know if one. there's any other ones. I can't <sighs> think of one. Can't think of one. Yeah, Dave, do you have any magical magical moments as you can think of from any any show? Uh, yeah. Well, many, 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 many. Um, trying to think of a perform I didn't bring up. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I would say. Uh, well, now, well, then, and let me ask you this, and maybe we can go this direction. When you saw somebody like the, th- you know, like the three tenors, right? Or I'm, I'm sorry, Plaster. Well, or Luciano, uh, yeah, Luciano yeah, yeah, Pavarotti. yeah, yeah. Uh, Pavarotti. His, his tour was called the One Tenor. 
Oh, it was yeah. just the one tenor. Yeah, and just instead of instead of t-shirts, they gave away white handkerchiefs. You know, exactly. okay, exactly. exactly. You gotta, you gotta. What would be a magical moment there, as compared to like, and obviously you've seen a lot of other shows, like concerts with a band or whatever. So, what's a magical moment when it comes so to either end, an orchestra or somebody like like? Here's, uh, here's a funny. Here's 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 an an answer that has to do with that concert when I saw Luciano. Um, is it's the Spectrum, Philadelphia. So this will also be a story that tells you a little bit about Philadelphia crowd. It's not throwing the snowballs at Santa, sure. but damn close. I, in my mind, in the classical musical world. Right. So at the end, he does his concert, <clears throat> pardon me, fantastic. And then he does encores, he comes out. And some people from the audience start, you know, like anything, they just start yelling out, song titles you know now the funny thing is he's with an orchestra so it's not like we just turn around and go all right guys you know this one in a major you know boom here we go you know uh so uh so anyway uh so people are yelling out things la 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 and and so it gets kind of near the end where the final encore and this it it just happened all the planets aligned that the place got quiet and some poor woman yelled out Ave Maria, and the whole spectrum booed Good. so loud at this woman. I, think I saw people throwing things at her. And Lightly then, so. That's like, and I'm just laughing. Uh, me and my <laughs> date were just having fun with that. But then things calmed down, and I have to say, because you probably all have heard him, not only this song, but have heard him sing it. But it was right after that he sang Nessendorma, which is that that iconic aria that he sings and it was so beautiful and i don't know if he relaxed because of the you know every all the musicians relaxed because of that moment right beforehand but it was one of those things where you were just transcended and everyone was just you know on their feet in tears it was it was all over you know just that was that's something i'll remember forever you know that's, i love it that's great that's yeah. great uh Jeffrey, uh, how do we how do we bring this to a close? What do we? I think the best thing to do is I'm going to get my acoustic guitar. Okay. And I I've nice. never played before. I think this might be a good time to maybe try it out. Dave could teach you a couple chords, maybe. Right. Yeah. It'll take Dave. If you have like three or four more hours, <laughs> we're going to sure. teach him a couple of chords. If That's that right. okay. I, I think what we do is we have if David would be so kind, play us out. Picks one of those last two songs play us out and we just end on there we wave goodbye at the end and then we just we just hit that button goodbye and i think that would be great let's do it right uh, and so so by the way so this is us signing off and uh dave we're 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 putting you on overtime and thank you so much for doing this and thank you everybody joining us tonight all your comments everything is fantastic yeah. uh, we, patrick every, burkery thank yes. you so much patrick you follow pat burkery on junk miles you can follow i mean yeah on, on, on uh, facebook on twitter like i said pat plays with some of the best bands out there um he'll be back on the stage soon so check him out david hobbs we have a link to david's facebook page in the comments so check that out yeah and, and i'm putting it uh as uh, i just put the the link to dave hobbs on there check out his uh, his videos every night song and, of the day uh, absolutely song of the day thank you Thanks, everybody. David, Dave, thank you so much. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, one last time, the one and only Mr. Dave Hobbs.
Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither while they pass, they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing me. Jai Guru Deva Oh Nothing's gonna change my world Nothing's gonna change my world Nothing's gonna change my world Nothing's gonna Images of broken light which dance before me like a million eyes. They call me on and on across the universe. Thoughts meander like a restless wind inside a letterbox. They tumble blindly as they make their way across the universe. of laughter, shades of life are ringing through my open ears, inciting and inviting me. Limitless, undying love, which shines around me like a million suns, and calls me on and on across the universe. Jai Guru.